Welcome into A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM and Lawson Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, all over the social media. We're Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Mandu, I see Ty in the comments. Mandu is the pulse of fitness where one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. Uh, Wilson County Hyundai, head to Lebanon for your new ride at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Calvin and Subtle, for your brand-new hardwood floors and finishings, go to calvinandsubtle.com and the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So Julio Jones, it's it's what we've been talking about for probably the last 30 days a lot. I think this is like Julio show number seven or eight for us, Zach. Buck's done his share of Julio Jones uh, conversations as well as it continues to heat up. And we were all waiting for this for the calendar to flip to June where the Falcons can now trade Julio Jones and split up the rest of his contract over multiple years instead of taking all that money on the one year of the cap. Now, we know the reasons why Julio Jones has to be traded by the Falcons is because the Falcons have about a half million bucks left in cap space. They can't even tr- sign their own draft class because of the cap situation they're in. But here was the first report over the weekend that is you know, somewhat new. This is from... Uh, Florio over there at Pro Football Talk, so take it for what you think it's worth. The current thinking in the league circles is that the Falcons eventually will trade Julio Jones to the Titans for a second-round draft pick. So, Zach, I I thought that was interesting because when we were doing our Titans Thursday last week at Wilson County Hyundai, it was right when Diana Rossini reported that the Falcons had a first-round pick on the table for Julio Jones. Now we don't know anything other than that. There could be more details to that, but they're Florio saying the people think it's just going to happen to the Titans for a second round pick. What was your reaction to the pro football talk uh, report on Sunday? Well, it goes to what you just mentioned. I think it convert, it confirmed my sentiment last week where I thought that that could have been a ploy by the Atlanta Falcons right. leaking out maybe some fake news to Diana Rossini to up the price as a or, strategy, you know, they do so, that. They do that all the time, right? This is a game. I, I, I've received all, 10 offers, and, hey, I, the best one, maybe maybe they did, maybe they didn't. This is a strategy in play to pin different teams against each other, and we'll talk about the second report that came out. Yeah, yeah. I think it worked. Well, that was and, my reaction, well, to, so, if you ask me that question. The whole first-round draft pick on the, on the table for Julio, like, that could be part of the deal – but the Falcons might have to send Julio Jones and another draft pick back to wherever that is. Maybe it's not just a Julio for first rounder, you know, straight up, right? It's not an A and B trade like Doesn't that. Doesn't matter, right? Right. But if a first round pick was on the table, that's all Dyne and Rossini needed to to float that out there. If and the to first get round pick was talked about, it was on the table, right? So, like, th- that's where I think that the the Falcons kind of slapped back after Julio went on undisputed. And they tried to steal back the leverage to 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 gain to they have to trade Julio Jones. We've established that due to their salary cap situation. So uh, I I think that that's what I felt. But I also loved that the Titans were kind of going full push because they need Julio Jones. We've been bitching and griping about the the Titans wide receiver room 
since the draft closed mm-hmm. because they didn't do anything to help AJ Brown 1K 1K to help him get to 3K. Well, right? they did. They did. They did something. We don't think they did enough. Dez Fitzpatrick in the fourth round is not enough for the Titans, it. right? So they didn't do anything. All right. So th- so that's the first report. Um, so uh, you know, you guys, we'll read some of your comments here shortly, but. Florio had that the circles, you know, kind of expect Julio to go to the Titans for a second round draft pick. Then later Sunday, Jordan Schultz uh, sent this out, who covers the Falcons for the Athletic. He says one league source contends that the Titans have become weary of other teams making a run at Julio Jones. Says Tennessee is making a consistent push to land Julio, but won't overpay. And I, I think that's where I've been with the Titans the entire time is I don't think the Titans will overpay to land Julio Jones in a trade. Typically, John Robinson doesn't like to do that. We, we mentioned last week all of his previous trades as Titans GM have been super Titans friendly, right? It was DeMarco Murray for a swap of 13 spots in the fourth round. It was Ryan Tannehill for just a fourth round pick. He got DGB out to bring in Dennis Kelly, who made the Titans a lot better over the last five years. So all these trades, the the Jarrell Casey trade was a seventh round pick to unload $30 million of salary. Then he traded that seventh rounder for a sixth rounder. So as Sir Esters brings up, Desmond King was for a sixth round pick. So all these trades that John Robinson has made have been very Titans friendly and on the winning side of the trade where I, I think if the Falcons get a first-round draft pick for Julio Jones. That's a big win for the Atlanta Falcons, who are in full rebuild and full, you know, cap-saving mode. Yeah, well, and you bring that up because uh, I hope this is the graphic. Uh, yeah, it, it says uh, the Tennessee Titans will not overpay, right? Won't overpay. Yeah. That so so I go back and I, I tried to look at like what is considered overpaying in, in a trade. I would say uh, I go back to the Jalen Ramsey trade. The Rams traded two first round picks and a fourth round pick for Jalen Ramsey to go from the Jacksonville Jaguars to the Los Angeles Rams. I feel like that's overpaying, right? I mean, great player, unbelievable, but two first round picks is a ton of future draft capital. I look at this, I understand John Robinson doesn't want to overpay, but I don't think that that should be the concern. I think the concern should be the Titans must get Julio Jones if they want to try to win a Super Bowl. That's where they're at right now. And you look at the wide receiver room and the tight end room, they don't have enough weapons. I know Josh Reynolds and A.J. Brown were not present at practice on last Thursday when I attended. Like nobody else was either, right? But it it didn't look good. They're they're a shell of themselves. And they cannot go into a year where Derrick Henry running at an all-time high, Tannehill coming back off of a stellar 16-game season that he didn't get the chance to the first year because he came in from Mariota. This is the year you've retooled the defense like, Vrabel told you, hey, look, John, it's not it's not these coaches. It's the damn players. They're yeah. no good. What did John do? John got rid of the players and got new players. So everything that they've wanted to do so far they've done, but they are missing a massive piece, and I think Julio Jones is that piece. So do you consider a first-round draft pick overpaying? 
or in I your think, mind, I think it's mind. not necessarily what I think. Yeah. I think in the circuit of what you are negotiating, yes, right? Okay. So because that that's not the that's not the reports. The reports are that he is valued at a first round pick. The reports are that Julio Jones is valued at a second round pick. So yes, that would be overpaying. But yeah, sometimes you. you have to do that. Yes, as you think the Titans must find a way to land Julio Jones. Like, that's what you think this is. Uh, Tyler says uh, they all have more than one first-round pick. Atlanta wants, wants picks. Titans won't give them a first-rounder. Uh, Brandon adds, if the Falcons get a first-round pick for Julio, they're eating a portion of Julio Jones' contract. Lane says, I get draft capital is important, but with Julio pending injuries, the Titans' second-round pick should be in the 60s, right? It should be, you know, 60 to 64 of a second round draft pick if you make it to the AFC championship game, because I think that would be expectations if the Titans are, do get a Julio Jones is to win, uh, you know, multiple playoff games, because that's this offense would be that dynamic and explosive if they could all stay healthy, which Julio could not do last year. Yeah, well, and you're going to have question marks. No, nothing is a perfect deal. There is no guarantee. It's like advertising. It's it's just like anything. You, there's risk and reward. It's it's going out on a limb to do anything in life. And in this case, in this business, and in this industry, you have to, to take some risk and go get guys. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers did that last year with Antonio Brown. That was a risk. It paid off. He scored some touchdowns. He caught up. Touchdown in the Super Bowl, right? So uh, I think Julio, uh, obviously that Antonio Brown's a completely different situation, but giving up a first-round pick, and I think here here's the other thing, Austin. Here's here's a unique situation that I feel Titans feel. Yeah, John Robinson hadn't been very good at first-round picks. If John Robinson had been this unbelievable barn burner that just picked him, extended him, fifth-year optioned him, but he doesn't do that. Or history shows that he hasn't been able to do that consistently. We think Jeffrey Simmons is trending towards that way, but all the other ones have not worked out like you want a first-round pick to work out. All right, so uh, Herschel brings up a good point. Four other suitors for Julio don't even have a first-round pick. So the, the, uh, the Seahawks have been now have risen into this conversation to be looking to get Julio Jones where they can help mend some fences with Russell Wilson if, in fact, and they do not have a first-round pick. Uh, I know the Niners are included in this. The Ravens are doing some work behind the scenes. The Colts are an interesting team, and we know the Titans fans do not want Julio Jones to go to the Indianapolis Colts. That would be dangerous. But the Colts have the Carson Wentz trade, and if Carson Wentz plays 75% of the snaps for the Colts this year, then they don't have a first-round pick. So I don't even know how that would work out. Like, Can the Colts even trade for a first-round pick that is already pending traded? No, no, I don't think they I don't they know can. how that does. Well, the Falcons wouldn't take it. Yeah, right. Well, it, it would have to be because it would potentially be the following year. So the Falcons don't want to have to wait two years no. for the Julio Jones first-round pick. But very interesting here. So let's go ahead and do this uh, because we did have the Jordan Schultz report said so the Titans – are looking around and kind of weary of of other teams who might jump into this and the Titans won't overpay. So we'll ask you guys this question once again because we've done this now. I believe this will be four or five times that we've done this. What percentage chance do you think the Titans will trade for Julio Jones now? But first, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse. They are the professional landlords 
in the Nashville area. Renterswarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit, whether it's uh, finding uh, someone to rent out your home and pay your mortgage plus then that creates extra cash flow for you and your family. Maybe you have a new graduate that just left high school or college. They need somewhere to rent out. Renterswarehouse.com has great inventory across the mid-state, different types of homes to rent out, townhouses, apartments, houses, duplexes, whatever it might be. Renters Warehouse has it for you and your situation at Renterswarehouse.com. It is eSports. We are powered by BetMGM. That is our title sponsor here on the morning show. Use that promo code right there on the screen. Austin, I, I, had, I had to take a little bit of a break over the weekend because I was in North Carolina, yeah. and the, the laws are different. But I crossed over that, that state line, and I put my money on the Utah Jazz last night, and I won a little bit of cash. That's about the only thing I won trip. this weekend. <laughs> Utah Jazz, that's about the only thing I won this weekend. <laughs> Ooh, oh, rough weekend. Hey, but that's the game. Bet MGM, download the app today. They are our title sponsor here on the morning show. A great app to win a little bit of money. All right, Zach. So we've got a lot of comments flying in. What percentage chance do you think the Titans trade for Julio Jones now? So I'm just going to try to get to the top of these comments because I think we've literally had over 100 uh, since we asked the question. Steven says 70, 40% from Hayes, 70 from Steven. Uh, Chris just going 69 inside Titans says 75, maybe inside Titans know something inside the Titans at 75%. Jarvis says 70, Zach Goodman, 55, Sir Esther's 70, Amy with a 90%. Sean says 75, John Michael Preston says 40, James o H. O'Brien Jr. with a 50, uh, Ryan says 60, Caleb 50, Nate 85, Keelan 89, 75 and a 25 there back to back. 60, uh, Maven with an 87, Lee with an 80, Brandon 88, Christine with a 70%. Danny says he's going up again at 75, Herschel with a 64 over on YouTube. Kenneth just says 100% unless they don't want to keep winning. <laughs> Daniel says 90%, uh, Dylon with a 69%, Adam with an 85, Bigly Design 75 as has been. So many comments just flying in with percentages, Zach. I don't think I've seen anything lower than 25%. The, the percentages have changed. Oh, they've drastically. Oh, well, Johnny says 10% chance. I think he goes Seahawks. Kane says 0%. So we've got some people that are down. The majority are well above 50%. Yeah, and Christopher says I was at 7% before, before, but now he's up to 25%. So here's where I'm at. Started at 5 Moved up to 21, then yep. moved up to 41, then yep. moved up to 51. Yep. Now I'm at 71. Oh my. I am climbing. And this sense has as I don't know. It's kind of overtaken me. It's a gut feeling that has been a slow buildup. And obviously the reports of the weekend are eye-opening. We've been through a roller coaster of yeah. Uh, Titans are far from in it to, oh, they're the leader in the clubhouse, right? So we've got some conflicting reports, but I've always thought that the Titans desperately need to add that piece to prove, as we've talked about, uh, Austin, to go all in this year, prove to their players, their organization, the fans, and the NFL in general that the Tennessee Titans are trying to win, right? The, the 
the Cleveland Browns are are are, are trying to win. You could say that over the last yeah. year, uh, right? They they've spent a lot of money. The Cincinnati Bengals are not trying to win. Right. They are trying to rebuild. The Atlanta Falcons are not trying to win. They are trying to rebuild. The Titans are in a very unique situation where they can get a premier player going to his second team late in his career and see if they can get the most out of him. Anquan Bolden, great example. The Ravens got quite a bit out of Anquan Bolden, a Super Bowl, when they picked him up late in his career. Julio can come in and I think give a burst that this offense desperately needs because of the changes over the offseason. I think there's a 71% chance that the Tennessee Titans get Julio Jones because of all the connections and all the things that we know. This week. <laughs> it's this week, right? He said he wants to go to Tennessee. That's one of his two teams. That has been dribbled out there. We know he's friends with Derrick Henry. We've seen the A.J. Brown videos begging, pleading Julio to come to Tennessee. It's a desired place. It's not far from Atlanta. Arthur Smith and the Mike Vrabel connection. All of these things started to build and stack up on themselves. That's why I'm at such a high percentage. All right, so uh, Josina Anderson, who I'm a huge fan of, uh, Josina Anderson's style of reporting, I say with sarcasm, uh, who has IG before her Twitter name, just to send everybody to her Instagram account. Uh, she tweeted this literally uh, one minute ago. One league sourced this AM regarding Atlanta and Julio Jones. Quote, he's still legit, but older player. Falcons are asking a lot. They may get it. I don't know. So whether those teams have a first or not, is it good business to give it away? end quote, and she adds second team with interest, uh, 24 hours limiting price. I, I'm surprised uh, that she did not say uh, per text with me, uh, with Justina Anderson on that. But so, you know, the Falcons are asking a lot, and they, I get it, because they're rebuilding. You might as well, what you don't ask for, you don't get typically. Uh, and the Atlanta Falcons only have one chance to trade away Julio Jones to clear cap space, who is a potential Hall of Fame player. So, you know, I don't think he gets traded for a first-round pick. I think a lot of teams are swooping in, especially the Seahawks. If the Seahawks are serious about it, they'd have, they'd have to trade a first-round pick for 2023 because they don't have one next year. So I, I think that kind of lowers the price. If the Seahawks are that interested and don't have a first-rounder, that tells me that the actual asking price is a second-rounder or less, which makes me think, Zach, because I've you've – I've typically been half the percentage that you have. I started at two and a half, then I went to 10, then I went to 20, then I, now Zach, I'm up to 45%. 45% chance the Titans get Julio Jones in a trade this week. 45% chance it happens in my opinion. So just under 50%, you think that the it's, what are you saying, more than likely that it does happen or doesn't I think happen? That the reason why I'm not above 50% is because I think there are probably four teams that are legitimately you know, going after this, right? The Seahawks, uh, maybe the Colts, the Niners, the Ravens. Like There are all, uh, several teams going after Julio Jones. So putting – I think the, the Titans at 45% might be the favorite. That might be the highest percent of any of the teams singularly, but I still think – you know, the odds are he's going to go somewhere else besides Tennessee. So that's why I say 
You know what? And if I was the general manager of the Atlanta Falcons, you also have to, let's say there's five teams in the running. They've all given you offers. They're all different. You know what I would look at? What is the likeliness of the team you're going to trade to is going to be a contender, right? But you want it to be like the Rams from a few years ago where they bombed, right? And that first round pick turns in to a really good pick if it is a first round pick, right? I Atlanta is always going to value Julio more than any other team because they've seen him. They've seen him play. He has been outstanding for not only their city, for their franchise, at wide receiver in general, just around the league. They That is a big asset that they have. So I, I'm not surprised that they value him probably more than other teams, but other teams are trying to get a deal. I think the Titans have to, to go in there and get the deal done. They have got to get the deal done. I expect them to. I do. I think to, by tomorrow – We'll probably hear some more information maybe later this afternoon, but I think you're you're a Wednesday Thursday uh, breaking news. Yeah, uh, Julio Jones has been traded to blank, and I think that blank is filled by the Tennessee Titans. They just have to negotiate to see what else they're willing to give up. Maybe besides a second round pick, are they flirting? Or are they flirting with a, a third or a fourth rounder or a fifth rounder to to go on top of that? But and then there's. We, and something that we'll probably talk about this week, Austin, and that is what has to happen afterwards. Who's willing to to restructure? I know that yeah. some information was was swirled out there last, uh, this past weekend about Ryan Tannehill and, and some of the others. So they will restructure somebody. Somebody yeah. will be willing to. Yeah, and, and it's, it's the, just who and how. Right, and the Titans will not restructure a deal until they agree upon a trade for Julio Jones because they don't want to restructure. They don't have to. Uh, so uh, I, I think they can do it singularly with Ryan Tannehill. Like Ryan Tannehill restructure can create that space for Julio Jones by itself. Now, what we also know about the Titans is they like to enter training camp and the in the season with an excess cap space to you know emergency fund. Because remember a couple of years ago, Zach, on day two of training camp. Starting safety, Jonathan Cyprian goes down in a pass rush drill and tears his ACL. So they had money available to go out there and sign Kenny Vaccaro, and that worked out very well over the following three years. And they want to make sure they have the ability to do that if something happens in the month of August with a key contributor with an injury like that. Yeah, and you mentioned it earlier in the show because of a commenter. What happened last year? Jonathan Joseph was so damn bad, they had to yank his ass off the field and go trade for Desmond King. That You you were going to have to maneuver your roster throughout the course of the year, right? Like, there, you have to. It, it, it Somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody could get in trouble. So, like somebody could be bad, <laughs> like that, that, like we saw last year. Parrish Cox was another great example a few years ago. You had to mm-hmm. cut his ass after Chicago because he became a liability. Now, you don't want these things to happen, but you don't know what is going to happen throughout the course of the season. You always want to have a security blanket. This year may be unique, though, because you've gone all in on Julio Jones to trade and, and really, really shorten your cap space. You may got you may not get that luxury. So there's somebody on YouTube who either is super connected watching the show today or is trolling us all. Timmy, Timmy Sama, Timmy Sama, I don't know. 
But Timmy says, guys, Julio Jones is in Nashville as we speak. 100, he's a Titan. Uh, Timmy continues to go on and says, Tennessee was one of the very few teams that was willing to eat his entire contract last week. Uh, and then Captain's trying to call out Timmy for trolling. Uh, and then yeah, he I, says, well, I, I'm I, not I, trolling. And then Timmy just says, wait until next week, guys. <laughs> he says, remember me next week, you'll see. Or this week. So, Timmy, we'll all remember you, Timmy. And if you're right, we'll give you proper credit. But if you're wrong, you might as well be a golf ball that I tee up on the on the first uh, tee, tee box because we're going to nail you down the fairway and uh, take care of you for, for your troll job. But we'll see what happens with Timmy as it go on. So, Zach, let's just play a game. Let's act like the Titans trade for Julio Jones. And then we have ESPN.com's latest power rankings from two weeks ago. And, and we'll, we'll ask you guys, where will the Titans be ranked among the NFL if the Titans land Julio Jones? But first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride. They have your perfect make and model, whether there's the Hyundai Sonata, Elantra Santa Fe, or the 2021 Hyundai Palisade. Their full-size SUV has third-row seating, bucket seats, all the technology that you need. Your wife is going to be in that carpool line. Trade away that minivan. Look, yes, it is efficient. It does have some room, but it looks god-awful. You're in 2021. Go get a Palisade. Palisade is an immediate upgrade. Now, all of a sudden, your wife loves you a little bit more, and everybody's talking about it in the carpool saying, damn, uh, Sharon is just upgraded. I don't know what happened. She must have gone to Wilson County Hyundai. That's exactly what they're going to be saying. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Look at their inventory. But in all seriousness, it is an unbelievable SUV. Austin and I have both test-driven that vehicle. That full-size SUV will is your perfect make and model. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. A to Z Sports, we are powered every morning by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Download the app, and today, use code ATOZ100. That's ATOZ100. You put a $1 Moneyline bet uh, on the Braves or Red Sox, and you win 100 bucks if either team hits a home run today. That's bet. download the app, BetMGM, code ATOZ100. A $1 Moneyline bet on Braves or Red Sox wins you 100 bucks. If either team hits a home run, so check that out. We also have A to Z Sports Picks coming up today at 2 o'clock with Brian Edwards and Alan Bell. I was in a desperate situation yesterday, Zach. I was down on the weekend. I needed a winner. I texted our guy, Brian. I said, Brian, what you got for me? And he said, Jazz minus 5.5, by the hook to the 5. I did that. I won. I backed towards even. So Brian saved me there. He'll have some more picks along with Alan Bell today at 2 o'clock. Right where you're watching, visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older. Must be present in Tennessee. And for gambling promise support, call the Tennessee Redline at 18, at 1-800-889-9789. Here live on this Tuesday show. So, Zach, where would the Titans rank if they trade for Julio Jones? And I'll throw this up there on the screen right now. ESPN.com did their power rankings two weeks ago. Right after the draft. So this was after free agency, after the draft. ESPN.com power rankings had the Titans sitting at number 10, their week one opponent at number 11, the Cardinals, their division rival, the Colts, right there at 12. And then a couple teams that are kind of in the Julio Jones conversation ahead of them, the Niners at nine, the Seahawks at eight, the Ravens at six. So based off of this, if we say the Titans are currently 10th 
and they trade for Julio Jones, where do they go? How high do they bump up? Do they bump up above Cleveland at seven? Like, where do you think they go if they have Julio Jones on this roster? So, so looking at that, I, I, I think that the chat is right there uh, along because I'm reading this just like everybody else is live and not and never seen it before. Yeah, I think six, six is the right number. I think they replace or push down the Baltimore Ravens. A couple other Keelan says top five. Monsoon's going six. But I like that six number because I don't know if you can completely say that they jump the Green Bay Packers. And it's just because of Aaron Rodgers. Now, there's question marks with Aaron Rodgers. Is Aaron Rodgers still going to be there? I well, June, can... you know what? June 1st is for Julio Jones as it is for Aaron Rodgers. Right. Now, that's a little bit more complex situation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but because the Packers don't have to get rid of Aaron Jones or Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Julio Jones, the Falcons have to get rid of him. He's out of there. He said. Uh, yeah, I, I think they jump over some of those teams, like San Francisco, like Seattle. They've got defensive question marks. The the, the San Francisco 49ers have questions at quarterback. I don't trust fully Baker Mayfield consistently. I think he's got to show me a little bit more. And the Baltimore Ravens, oh, look, uh, now they've had some turnover on their defensive end, but Lamar Jackson, outstanding, really, really good. Are they getting better? Are they, and We know that they beat Tennessee last year in the wild card game, but I think this is a different Tennessee team with Julio Jones and a restructured defense. I put them at six if, in fact, they do trade for Julio Jones. Yeah, Brooke asks, uh, how are the Niners ranked at higher than they make the playoffs last year? Everybody got hurt for the Niners last year. Like, everybody got hurt on that defense. People, guys on offense, George Kittle, the quarterback, the, the offensive line, everybody went down. For San Francisco, uh, Maven says, "Why is the why are the Rams fourth? Well, that's because if they were they were a playoff team last year with Jared Goff, who is uh, very mediocre, and now they get uh, Matt Stafford in there, and so that's why I think the Rams are that high. You know, it's hard to disagree with putting the Titans at six because, like the Niners, the Niners overall lack that. I feel like they lack firepower. They're very solid." but they don't have like explosive ability offensively is what I like my gut feeling. Now Debo Samuel who missed a lot of time last year could return and help them with that. Seattle, they were basically the Titans last year with a potent offense scoring 30 points a game, but then their defense was given up 30 uh, half the time too. The Browns, I think is, is interesting. The Ravens, I think the Titans are better than the Ravens. Honestly, I would flip. I would put the Browns ahead of the Ravens. And so I would have the Titans at seventh behind the Browns and ahead of the Ravens. I just, I disagree with ESPN's power rankings where the Browns and Ravens are. So I would have the Titans seventh behind the Browns and ahead of the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I'm, I'm not high on the Browns. I, I like, I, I'm not, are you high on the Ravens? Uh, more so, yeah, because Lamar Jackson's better than Baker Mayfield. Lamar Jackson has. Very he's better big, than Baker Mayfield. Do you want to argue that? Huge weak, he has huge weaknesses. People, he's I think, better. Honestly, I, I I would take Baker Mayfield over Lamar Jeez. Jackson moving forward. Well, let's pause that and let's let's do that later this week. Okay. Let, that you've just now created a great topic because I think that is I am completely polar opposite of that. 
I would love to go to battle. Let's I have just, a debate. I, I am. I don't. I'm not in on Lamar Jackson. I, I get it. That's I, fine. Say no more. Say okay, no more. We'll Later in this week, we'll have an NFL show. It'll be a second or third topic. You can tell the viewers why Baker Mayfield is better than Lamar Jackson, and I will sit back and uh, try not to faint. <laughs> Faber I, says bad take. Uh, Don yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. We don't want to read any comments. Okay, so right, save right, your so comments for later this week. Okay, so where do we think the Titans are in this? I, I, I think they're sixth. I don't think you can put them ahead of the Green Bay Packers. You can't put them ahead of the Bills and the Chiefs or the Chiefs in the AFC. We know that. The Bucks are Super Bowl champions. Fire them cannons. And L.A., the Rams, I do think what you said has value, which is the Rams were a playoff team last year. They beat Seattle in the first round of the wild card game. They battled with Green Bay in the first half, but they couldn't get it done. We all believe that Sean McVay is an offensive-minded guru. Finally, he's going to get a guy that he doesn't have to tell at the line of scrimmage what to do as much. Matthew Stafford has been waiting for this moment in his career for his entire career. And so that's why L.A. is there. I, I think I put the Titans at six if they get Julio Jones. I like that. I actually would argue you could probably – that 10, 11, and 12 without Julio Jones, I kind of think that the Titans are overrated. I don't know if I would put them in the top 10, uh, but it's close. It's close. I think that there's a log jam there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think the Titans, the Titans' top 10 team right now is kind of risky. Like that's putting a lot of faith in and Josh the, Reynolds and, and the new defense, right? Like, and somebody mentioned that the Titans' secondary still has a lot of question marks. And they do because there's just new faces everywhere. But I think Janoris Jenkins is, you know, kind of equals out the loss of Malcolm Butler. I think Christian Fulton, Caleb Farley are probably better and more reliable. Well, you can't say that about Caleb Farley, but better than uh, for a future than where Dory Jackson was trending for that type of money. And I think they're a deeper secondary right now than they were a year ago. And look, Steven Rodriguez, I'll give you the love of the show because I understand what you're saying. I wouldn't put this in my exact words, but Steven says, I'm in love with what the Titans did on defense. As they move forward into the season, they will get better. So the reason, Steven, while I'll give you the love of the show is because I do think it is more likely going into this year that they have the opposite effect of what last year was. They started... Uh, a little shaky, but they continuously got worse throughout the season on defense. This year, they may start slow because there's a lot of new faces, but I think they have the opportunity and the pieces to continuously improve on defense. That's where you see successful teams in the NFL. They get better on defense as the weeks go by. Last year, that was not the case for Tennessee, and that's why they lost some games down the stretch, right? I. I, I think that is what Mike Vrabel and John Robinson are trying to set up. Improve throughout the year and then bet that Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown are going to do what they're going to do. They have AJ or if they have Julio Jones. Ah, man, I like that. I like the sound of that. Uh, I like that Kenneth a lot. says Caleb Farley would be the next Jalen Ramsey, hopefully. I mean, I, I think that's high expectations. But Caleb Farley is a freak athlete that has to get healthy, and then you can see what he can do. But the guy – I think is insanely talented. Jeff Rubel says the Titans at 10 right now is laughable. And then I, I did see um, where the comment go that I want to bring up. Chad says the Titans are not top 15 without Julio Jones. 
He'd say uh, he'd be maybe the 16th or 18th. I think the Titans currently are a fringe playoff team, which is 12 to 14 to 15 maybe. So I think it's really the Titans are in a situation where they really need to win the division or else you get into some weird, goofy tie-breaking rules for those wild-card teams, and there's going to be a lot of AFC teams in quality. that area. Yeah, quality AFC teams like the Dolphins, somebody from – like only one team can win the North, and you're going to have the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Browns. Two of those teams are probably going to be vying for a wild-card spot. I'm guessing the Steelers will be vying for a wild-card spot after the Browns or Ravens win the division. But you're going to have a lot of teams – the Patriots – the Patriots are going to be really improved, so it's going to be a log jam. At look, the the, the Titans are they're in the best division if you look in the AFC, right? Because they're really the only in the most opportunistic division. The only the di division that only has to deal with two teams: yeah. the Texans or the Jags. We don't expect to win the division, right? They're not going to vie for it. It's between the Titans and the Colts. But if you look at the other AFC divisions. New England, Buffalo, and Miami. Those are all going to be competing. We all yeah. think Buffalo is going to win, but they're all going to be competing. You mentioned the AFC North, and then in the AFC West, the Chargers are no slouch, and the Raiders have put a lot into what they are trying to do to see if they can get the most out of Derek Carr, put weapons around him, and a better defense, not have to fire their defensive coordinator late in the year. And and then we obviously know the Kansas City Chiefs. That. The Titans are in a that now that won't last for long. <laughs> no, no. But won't. this year it will. Yeah. So I do think oppor opportunity wise, Bobby, the Titans are in the best division to take advantage of their opportunity to win the division because the wild card race is going to be loaded with really good teams. And that means you have to win a lot of AFC games. And we know the Titans schedule. The Titans schedule is not easy, right? You got you have uh, you know, you're you're playing a division champion schedule, which means you're going to have to play a lot of really good teams who won their leagues last year, like the Bills, the Chiefs, the Steelers will still be tough in Pittsburgh. The Patriots are much improved. The Saints are still a good roster outside of their quarterback, but the Titans do have a lot of work cut out for them because of their schedule and their opponents. Yeah. Uh, I, this is going to be a big, big week for the Tennessee Titans because, and this is why we did the show today. Austin and I talked about it pre-show. This is a great opportunity to talk about the Titans as Super Bowl contenders, as a top five or six team. If they don't land Julio Jones, they're going to stay where they are. They're going to be in the 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 range. That's just what it is. So let's might as well take advantage of the talks because if they don't get Julio, they have a lot of question marks on one side of the football, which is, well, both sides of the football to a degree. We know Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, and A.J. Brown can play. They just need a little bit of help. We got to talk about it today because we're going to find out, I think, either Wednesday or Thursday about what's going on. Yep, A to Z Sports here live on this Tuesday. Zach, it is that time we need to shift to our Tuesday trivia. And we need, we got a big audience right now. We need everybody to stick around because we got 10 sports trivia questions that we're going to run through, and we have to make sure we start off hot. We need to get at least eight of these 10 correct. There's only one rule. It's no Googling. The only rule, no Googling. Before I dive into sports trivia, I'm going to – Ty Kendrick says, I'm going to do Mandu. I'm getting my post-pregnant girlfriend into it. Thanks, A to Z. I'll tell you more about Mandu right now. Mandu is the pulse of fitness. What is Mandu? It's a 15-minute workout 
of full body electronic muscle stimulation. Again, 15 minutes. That's literally all it takes. And you get five plus hours in the weight room simulated in those 15 minutes because it targets every muscle fiber, every muscle group. You're getting that total body workout. You're not putting any stress on your joints. If you're out of shape, Mandu's for you. If you're in shape and you need that extra thing to get your fitness over the top, Mandu's for you as well. Young, old, doesn't matter. Mandu.com. You can achieve your fitness goals this year by going to Mandu.com. Your first workout is absolutely free. It is eSports. This is Sports Trivia. We are our, our title sponsor here on the morning show is BetMGM. Uh, they got a great deal for you today. BetMGM, use that promo code ATOZ100, one line or $1 money line bet to win $100 if the Braves or Red Sox hit a home run. That's ATOZ100. Always got to support the app. Download it today. It, I, I'm going to be on it later today. I probably got a parlay boost. I'm ready to. Uh, to put in, I, I missed my parlay last night because the 76ers lost to the, the Wizards, but I'll be back on it later this afternoon. There we go. All right, Zach, it is time for sports trivia. We have uh, 10 questions that we have to get right. Let's get eight out of 10 correct today, at least. So, Zach, let's get it going. All right, let's start this. What 80s sitcom did Jim Harbaugh appear in? What 80s sitcom did Jim Harbaugh appear in? Hmm. I, I, I don't know. I mean, he had to have been a kid. No, 80s? And then he was a he was a um <clears throat> he was a uh player <laughs> in the 80s <clears throat> in the NFL. I, I have no idea. We'll have to uh oh my gosh, there's so many comments. Saved by the bell. Uh, somebody said saved by the bell. Donald says saved by the bell. Final A to Z. That I think is correct. <clears throat> is that where you want to go? Jabu says, Oh my God, I seen this on one of those Facebook clickbait ads. <laughs> so is it saved by the bell? A lot of people are saying coach. Uh Oh, is coach a sit was I, I never watched coach. I did. I used to watch coach a little bit. Hunter, I, Hunter is saying saved by the bell is 90 sitcom. Right. That also is fair. It's not eighties sitcom. Okay. So eighties, eighties is the key thing here. So if it's not, if we have to roll out saved by the bell, See, people are saying he was definitely in Saved by the Bell. We know that. Okay. So, well, Monsoon says Saved by the Bell is definitely the 80s. People are saying, people are all about coach. You're going to have to figure uh, out the audience. Huh? (sighs) Greg says Saved by the Bell. Let's just go Saved by the Bell. Final A to Z. The correct answer is saved by the bell. Ooh, it, saved by the comment section. Uh, 
All right. Well, we have to do this because I'm on this website. Uh, at It has thousands of sports, but I have to sift through them. Some of them are easy. Some of them are extremely hard. I try to get the, well, the mid middle tier ones. But right. when I yeah. do see a yeah. local question, I do ask it. it okay. It's a great way to, to steal a, 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 Point. a question. Yeah. In 2012, what NFL team called LP Field Stadium their home? Oh, the Tennessee Titans. Yes. All right. right. So there's a steal, but as long it, it, we, we had those. Yeah, you for, have to for, have those. Look for for every one of those, we have like five tennis questions or the answers from the 1940s. So right. I think we I think we deserve that one. Yeah. So that follows up with this question. At the 2018 NBA All-Star Game, who won the slam dunk competition? 2018? Yeah. I'm just going to say Aaron Gordon. Because <laughs> I feel like he won a lot of them there for a while. Ooh, that's not a bad guess. Um, I, Jerome says Aaron Gordon. Uh, did Giannis ever win it? No, he never played in it. Okay. Zach Levine. Donovan Mitchell. We got a lot of Don. Um, it was not Aaron Gordon. We got a lot of Donovan Mitchell. Hunter says Mitchell. Ooh. Um, Titans Kyle says, you guys are coming in hot with these. I think it's got to be Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> Is that where we're trying to go? Um, I, I think. I remember when he did win it. And that seems right because he was jumping on the scene. So I think we go Donovan Mitchell. You want to lock it in? Final A to Z. The correct answer is Donovan Mitchell. All right. All right. So we're three. I, I am going to uh, give a $1 million either way. Um, I guess you would say, uh, here's the question. What was the 2014 NFL season salary cap per team? If we what? get within one or $1 million either way, we get the answer. This time? is a tough question. What was the 2014 NFL season salary cap per team? All right, so let's work backwards here. Right, but it's but that's what I want to say. I don't know how re, I, I don't know how to describe this. One so, million dollars either way. I, I want to say um, it's gone up by about nine million dollars a year before COVID. Right, so in 2019 it was like 198. <clears throat> so 2019 was 198. So 2018, let's just say 190 or 189, 190. 2017, 180, 2016, 170, 2015, 160, I'm going to say 150, 150-ish, I think it's 151, I'm going to say 151 plus or minus one. Right, so if it's 150 or 152, we get the correct that, that answer correct. Yeah. Are you going all you on this? No chat. I mean, I don't know. Maven says 152. Uh, Dom says 150. Gregorman says 150. Chad says 145. Terrence says 153. Okay, so it's all about what you did. I, yeah. I, I think that, that, that I, just you know, it, it's it. like plus one. 
Stacy says one fifty five. Uh, one fifty three. I mean, so where where do you want to go, man? The plus one either way is really tough. That's not <laughs> a lot of grace. Well, it's better than no grace. Uh, let's go with one fifty three. One fifty three. Final A to Z. The correct answer is 133. $133 million per team. Way off. Way off. Okay. Yikes. So we're three and one, right? Correct. Uh, Before we get to the halfway point, a Kobe question. What team did Kobe play against in his NBA debut? I love this question because I don't know it. And I'm trying to picture his NBA debut. But what I can tell you LeBron's, it was the Sacramento Kings. I remember that. Louis says the Suns. That might be right. Rob says the Clippers. It wouldn't be the Clippers. They, they wouldn't play the Lakers Clippers on the opening night, right? I feel like the Suns is right, to be honest. A. Rudo says the Jazz. I'm sorry. A. Rudo says the Jazz. <clears throat> Bobby just says easy. The T-Wolves. Now we're just all... They've got a lot of T-Wolves. A lot of T-Wolves. That makes the most sense. We have T-Wolves and Jazz that are the most common answers. But Bobby says, easy T-Wolves. Erudo says, simply, it's the Jazz. Where do you want to go? <sighs> NBA debut. I say we go... T-Wolves. T-Wolves. Yeah, T-Wolves. T-Wolves, uh, final A to Z. That makes the most sense to me. You want to do it? It's not, is it? Uh, I, I haven't. I locked it in. I locked it in. The Minnesota Timberwolves. Okay, 4-1. and one. All right, we got the 4-1, and one, everybody. That's a good start. Uh, we got tripped up there for a second, but we got the 4-1. and one. Real quick, let me tell you guys about the Bone & Joint Institute. Boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Make sure you check them out. Whenever an injury occurs in life, make sure you know who to go to, who to trust with your recovery or someone you know. Boneandjointtn.org. They do everything right there in one building in Franklin. They get the state-of-the-art facility. They do the clinics there, the testing, imaging, surgery center, and the rehab all in one spot with over a dozen certified specialist physicians there at the Bone & Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. All right, sports trivia, we roll on, and we have another Lakers question. Okay. Who led the Los Angeles Lakers in points in the 1996-1997 season? 96-97. Now it's pre-Kobe, pre-Shaq, right? Yes. Is this Eddie House? I was or thinking is Eddie this Jones. Nick Van Ex- Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones. Not Eddie House. Eddie House played the Celtics. Eddie Jones. That's who I was thinking. Of. Eddie Dom says Eddie Jones. Nick Van Axel's a great guest, though. They, I think- I, that, that was those were the two that came to mind. 
<laughs> Rick or Fox. is it Vladi Diva? I, I think it's, ooh, Vladi. No, I think it's Nick Van Axel. Vladi, though, was traded. That was a big part of the trade. Yes, but I don't think he was the leading scorer. Christopher says it was Shaq and Kobe's first year. 96-97? No. No. Well, let's think about this. Because the Orlando Magic, the Rockets won back-to-back championships in 94-95. The first year they lost, or the, the Rockets beat the Knicks. The second year they swept the Magic. So that was 95. That was Shaq's. Ronnie says Shaq was there in 96. And we have other people saying it was Shaq. I actually think that that is correct. He left Orlando like everybody else does. You get drafted by the Magic, you're like, okay, I'm going to be here for four years and then I'm going to leave. Like, why are you wasting my time? Except Penny Hardaway. Yeah, but he had his own. Bobby uh, says he's a big Rockets fan. And the Rockets eliminated them. Shaq? Do we go Shaq? I think we have to go Shaq. Shaq, final A to Z. It was kind of a trick question. It was. But we got it wrong. No. Austin and I, we should stick with our gut. Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones. Damn you guys. Oh, man. Sometimes the chat gets it right and we praise the chat. And sometimes the chat screws us over because... Eddie Jones is where we both, that was our first gut thought. Yeah. All right. We're four and two. Let's keep rolling. What are the team colors of Toronto FC? Purple? I have no clue. I'm not a soccer guy. Any MLS people? We need some, we need some soccer guys out there. What are the color Toronto FC? I mean, I think of Toronto, I think of the Blue Jays. So I think of blue. I think or of the Raptors, Raptors, which are red. I, purple. You purple, put red and blue together, that makes purple. Yeah. Dom, Dom, you're right. Dom was team Eddie Jones. So Dom, you're on our side with the red. You're you're separated from the chat from that last question. <laughs> um I mean, there's a lot of people just saying like Titans Kyle says red. Red and white, red and white. So do we just say red? Red and white? No, I mean we we need to say, every team has two colors essentially, right? Red, black. Black and red. I think we have to do red and black. Like white is a always, right? Like everybody has white in their jerseys in their in their colors. Red and black? Red, now and, some gray? red and grays. Like does it like what the Red and gray. Titans Kyle says red and black. Lock that in. I, I think we're going to go with Titans Kyle and say red and black. Final A to Z. The correct answer is black and red. Okay. So we're good. <laughs> All right. So we're at five and two. Let's keep it rolling. We got three more questions left. Um, let's see here. This is who was the MVP of Super Bowl 33? Between the Cowboys and the Bills. Uh, actually, that's that would be right. that's, uh, that's 38. It's 38. Oh, no. No, that's wrong. That what, is. What Roman numerals is it? Comment the, the Roman numerals in the chat so we can all help 18. you 18. Who was the Super Bowl? Uh, uh, 
<laughs> Show it off. I will see. I, I should have read. I said, "Who is the MVP of Super Bowl X V I I I?" I messed up in my head. I know where. So I what up. is it? Who is the MVP of Super Bowl? I would like you to come use the comment section. V I I I. No, we need to see this. Comment the Roman numerals in the comment section so we can all make sure we know what the hell year we're talking about. So you don't screw us up on this. Okay, Super Bowl 18 is correct. All right, I'm glad we got that. My goodness, so far off. Super Bowl 18. <laughs> Who played in Super Bowl 18? Of course it's 18 now that you have it in front of you. I, I get it. It was yeah, my mistake. Nobody had it in front of us but you, and you went from 33 to 38, then to 18. It just took us a long way to get there. So we're, the trust we're at 18. Got, we are at 18. Yes. Michael Bishop says Marcus Allen. I have no idea. So it was between the Dallas Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills. So this was early on. What? This was their Super Bowl that they probably won against the Dolphins or what? for why do you see the Cowboys or Bills? Oh. That, that is that right? Read the question. I will put the it says who won the MVP of Super Bowl 18 between the Dallas Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills. Was that is that even correct? That would be 28. Super Bowl 28 would have been in the early 90s between the Cowboys and Bills. 28. That would we, be correct. Uh, we're throwing this question out. We have to throw this question. I think out. we throw it out because it's confusing as hell. Yes, if the Roman numerals are messed up. Okay, next question. We go back to the uh, – we've already done that one. Who represented the Denver Nuggets in the 2011 NBA All-Star game? Mellow? No, that was post. Man, we went to a hard question. <laughs> we should have just gotten two uh, bonuses because apparently uh, – uh, There's no – There's no. that's not 2011 how 2011 Nuggets? My first guess was Kenneth Fareed. What about Nene? Latadu? Nene? <laughs> J.R. Smith? I guess Kenneth Fareed would have been was a ever little an all-star. Huh? I don't think J.R. Smith was ever an all-star. Kenneth Fareed was an all-star once. I want to say Latadu Nene was too. But this has to be Carmelo. It has to be Carmelo. Was he? Was he? This is before his Knicks, right? Was he with the Nuggets? Because he was the same. He was in the 03 draft with LeBron. Was he with the Nuggets for eight plus years? It, I think it's Mello. All right. Do we just go with Meg Mello? It has to be Carmelo. That that's. All right. Let's just go with Mello. Final A to Z, Mello. Where you at? Carmelo Anthony. Okay, so we're right. We are correct. All right, so we're six and two. Now, Dom also, oh, I'm sorry, not Dom. Uh, Jeff has a challenge that he he said he we got the shot question right because he Googled afterwards. 
I'm just I'm gonna Google 96 97 Lakers. Okay. Stats, points per game. Where'd he go? Shaq was on the Shaq was Shaq was it. So we did get it correct. Jones averaged 17.2. Shaq averaged 26. Now Shaq only played 51 games. Was he a mid-season trade? No, he was he was uh before he was but Shaq is correct. We were correct with Shaq. The 96-97 and knee injury. Shaq was the leading scorer. Can you lead? Yeah, he played 51 games. He's still leading scorer. We were correct. So I guess they... Are they talking about total points, maybe? The question was, who led the Lakers in Oh, in points. Oh, you didn't say that. I did. I literally read it. I've, Who led the Lakers in points in the 1996-1997 season? That's how it was asked. That's how the question is formed. Oh, that's a bummer because in total points, yeah, Shaq was fourth. No, Shaq was second behind um, Eddie Jones. So they um, were the by, we were by, wrong, but we were off. We were off. Yeah. We were, so we were correct. So we were wrong. The question was correct. We were wrong. I appreciate the double check, but no, I'm, yeah, but we were incorrect. Uh, we we're 38 points off. So what's our record right now? We are six and two with two more questions left. What year was Barry Sanders' rookie season? Ninety-one. That's a total guess. Steve says 89. Donald says 91. Michael Bishop says 89. Ronnie says 89. Justin says 88. Bigly Designs 88. Franklin 88. Rob 89. Danny 89. I think 89 seems to be a consensus. Let's move forward with 89. I think 89 is what we need to do. Eli adds context. 89 because the Packers passed on him second overall. All right. So I think um, 89, finally yeah, to mean, Z. It makes the most sense. You guys seem all over it. The correct answer is, are you locking in? Yeah, finally to Z, 1989. 1989. All right. Okay. That's good. That is good. So we are 7-2. and two. This is what we need. We need this last one to start off on the right foot to get eight and 10. So Zach, final question of the day. We go to swimming. In 2004, Michael Phelps tried to beat Mark Spitz record of how many Olympic swimming gold medals. I want to say seven. I, I think Phelps won eight. Yeah. I, I, that, that My gut is that he won eight. But I don't know if it was in 04 or 08. Michael Phelps tried to beat Mark Spitz record of how many Olympic gold medals. So how many did Spitz have? Not yeah, I think Spitz had 7. Spitz had 7, Phelps won 8 says Bobby. I feel like that that seems correct. Um so let's go 7 final A to Z. I feel pretty good about this, which means it's probably going to 
shoot back in my face. No shooting. The correct answer is seven. All right. I like it. I like it. All right, Zach. Uh, before we end this show, so I, we I finished. Need to, oh, we finished eight, eight and two. Eight and two. Yeah. Before we end this show, I have to call somebody out for incorrect tweeting. <clears throat> so something happened during the show and somebody on Twitter said we did something, which I need to correct and make sure that everybody understands this because it really kind of pisses me off. And I can't leave this show without correcting this tweet. But first, Zach, real quick, tell us about, about Calvin and Subtle. Okay. And I will double down on something after. Because I don't know what you're talking about. I'm now interested in that. I have something to end the show on as well. That is very special for the entire group. So don't go anywhere. I'm going to tell you about Calvin Subtle. Then Austin's going to do his Twitter beef. And then I, I, I'm going to end the show the, the right way. And actually, I may help you out, Austin. Calvin and Subtle is where to go. 615-448-6414 or online at calvinandsubtle.com. Hardwood flooring. They specialize it, and they can install right in your home. Renovations. Don't sell your house. It's hard to, uh, you know, the buyer-seller's market, whatever it is. If you're in your house, make sure you rip up that old carpet and replace with brand-new hardwood floors from Calvin and Subtle at 615-448-6414. All right, A to Z Sports here live on this show. We have to end this the right way. I cannot. People are saying Tuesday shade. Somebody's saying just save it for tomorrow. I have shade for tomorrow ready to go for what I for what happened uh, to me Sunday. So this is not shade. My shade is radio. This goes to at Solo Dolo 271, whose Twitter name is uh, King Henry's personal trainer. They tweeted in response they tweeted out, some dude on Twitter named Timmy Sama swears to God Julio's in Tennessee and he's a Titan. And then follows it up in response to somebody saying, at A to Z Sports, reported it live today on the show. Can you guys give us the correct name? And I said, we did not report anything. We read a comment on the show. We did not report it. And he says, if you say it live, it's reporting it. I mean, am I wrong? You stated the guy's name and all. It's not reporting it then? No, it's not reporting it. It's reading a comment. How is how is us reading a comment from a viewer us reporting something? You guys are out of your mind, Solo Dolo, if you think that's actually what reporting is. Like, are we that lost in not knowing what a report means? We've already forgotten to decipher a report from an opinion, but my God, Solo Dolo, like I read a comment and you're taking that as us reporting it. Does that mean that if you think when a guy calls into a radio show, some dude from outside at some random town in Tennessee calls into a radio show and says something that the radio show is reporting that how ridiculously wrong can you be? We read a comment. My goodness. Well, you How picked out I, – I, I, I'm, I'm with you. It's not reporting. No. You picked out Timmy's comment for some known reason, and I don't know why. Because we get a lot of comments. I don't know why funny. you decided to read all of Timmy's comments during because, that time. Well, because Timmy was saying, remember me. Remember me for later this week. And so I wanted to make it something that we remember Timmy for. Right, and, yeah. And but, I, but the first way you put it, I, I'm not supporting this guy. I, I understand where you're coming from. The way you said it 
first about Timmy is that he could know some information. So I, I, I'm not no, saying I was, it's I, anybody's Zach, fault. I but I didn't understand why you did that. I sarcastically said either Timmy is the most well-connected guy on Twitter or he's trolling us. Like I was, that's yeah. clearly and I a think that got misconstrued. I, I disagree. Like <laughs> screw it. Like Timmy, what are you, you showcasing five Timmy comments? Because I was telling a story like, Timmy, I was. Th- that's I was, the confusion. No, it's that, not. That is a Nobody, part of the confusion. The only guy that was confused was Solo Dolo two seven one because that guy thinks that we're reporting something. And Rob, thank you. I was making fun of Timmy more than 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 I was. It was mocking the guy. The guy was like, "He's a Titan. He's in Nashville. Remember me later this week when I'm right." And I was mocking Timmy because Timmy thinks he's right about Julio Jones. Now, if Julio Jones does get traded to the Titans, whether Timmy knows anything or not, Timmy's going to go scream as loud as he possibly can on YouTube. With that, I, I, I mentioned the trolling as well. But Solo Dolo, good Lord, if you think that's us reporting something, then you are so lost. So well, lost. The, the internet is lost in general. So Yes. Uh, well, Austin, you live right down the street from, from where we're broadcasting. Uh, I can give you something to ease your your pain and ease your mind. And that is, from last week's Magic Bucket, I did receive my Amazon package worth under $20. Yep. And it will be revealed right now because, and I have not opened them, but stress sticks. (laughs) Stress sticks. I was going to open these. If you missed the Magic Bucket last week, uh, I had to buy Zach a gift under $20 on Amazon. And there's been a lot, there's been a, a trend over the last couple of weeks of people pointing out Zach being stressed and wound too tight. And so I got Zach some yoga stress whistles. So you apparently, I don't know how they work. You're supposed to, you know, blow in the whistle and it's supposed to calm. Oh, it's you. a necklace. It's a, yeah. So it's a, it's a necklace. Now you have a calming whistle around your neck. So, so now you, I don't know what you're supposed to do with it. Is it helping you remain calm? You might have to read the instructions. It says stress straws make uh, breathe work easy by slowing and extending your uh, exhale to activate your parasympathetic nervous system, signaling your automatic brain and body to rest and relax. There you go. Breathing straw. Yeah, so now I think you need to wear that around your neck during the shows. And whenever we get into a Corey Davis conversation, you just take a few rips of your stress straw. Repeat the breathing cycle five to ten times until calm. <laughs> Use whenever's necessary. Clean with a Q-tip because it's going to get nasty. Okay. You get, I think you got a pack of three, right? I, I think this was a great gift. I, I think I crushed this. I was very excited about it. You know what I'll have? I'll have this by my computer for the broadcast. So when you 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 drive me nuts or we get into a huge argument, I can just all right, time out, breathing straw. Yeah, <laughs> breathing I think we straw. I think we'll have to get it sponsored, Zach's breathing timeout to calm himself down. Very weird. I we'll see if it works. I don't think it's going to work, but we'll see if it works. I thought it was a great gift. I thought, it was a, I, I thought I played that magic bucket card perfectly. Bravo. All right. Great uh, Tuesday show. Big Tuesday show. We'll be back tomorrow morning. 
uh, on Wednesday at 8. Uh, whatever the Julio saga takes a turn, we'll follow it. A to Z Sports Prime Time with Buck Rising tonight at 8 o'clock. A to Z Sports Podcast Network has content out as well. So we'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Have a good Tuesday. Adios.